Welcome back in and thank you to listening to the Bruce for listening to the Bruce Willis show. Uh, easy for me to say, right? It's uh, free flow Friday, open line Friday, 844 talk 989. That's 844-825-5989. Give us a ring. Uh, quickly, I want to tell you about the Freedom Foundation. The Freedom Foundation has been freeing government employees from union bondage since the Janus Supreme Court decision five years ago. And the Supreme Court said, look, you don't have to join a union to get a government job. If you have a government job, you don't have to join the union. And if you're not in the union, you don't have to pay dues. So the Freedom Foundation created optouttoday.com. And when you go there, you can see how simple and seamless it is to opt out. You're going to save, on average, $1,100 per year. Given Bidenomics, that's real money. You're also going to keep that money away from union bosses who 97% of the time use that money for progressive government policies, uh, things that trickle through to our schools uh, that you're concerned about. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for fighting the fight and creating optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. And thank you for your support of the Ohio Press Network. All right, I want to go right to the phones now, and I want to welcome in a Republican strategist. He is Bob Clegg. Bob, welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you today, sir? Good, Jack. How are you? Super fantastic. Well, I mean, as super fantastic as I can be, given where we are. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you you, you, and I have talked about this before. We, sure. we kind of saw it, you know, coming. We felt like there was a chance yeah. it wouldn't pass, but you'd almost have to yeah. pitch a perfect game for nine innings, a shutout perfect game. Um, I've got a lot of questions, but let me start here. What did we learn Tuesday? What did we learn about the voters Tuesday? What we learned about the voters on Tuesday is if, if you put an issue on the ballot here in Ohio or anywhere in the country and you have a ton of money, you got a good chance of getting your uh, issue passed. And that's the one thing about issues ballot issues. And I've been involved in quite a few of those. Um, And the main thing about issues is you have to be able to educate the public about the issue and then educate them which way to vote. Um, That can be, depending on the topic, and abortion is one that obviously most, most voters have a sense of and know about it. But there are a lot of other issues that go on a ballot that that isn't the case. So the education process is so important with uh, with those um, issues that the only thing that works is money. And, you know, we got out spent in August by like five to one. And I think it was at least three or four to one in November. Now, they were educating, but they were educating along what they were saying about their amendment, which isn't necessarily the truth. But you know what? didn't matter because they had enough money to tell what they wanted to tell, and our side didn't. I looked at it, and there were two things, and you just hit it spot on, and I want to expound on one a little bit. It's money. And if you think that the onslaught is over, you're crazy. Next, they're going to come after... um, the Ohio redistricting commission and try to replace elected officials with citizens. And and you'll hear all the arguments about that. And and there's just going to be more. And people have told me insiders have said, Hey, every time it's going to be a 30 to $40 million spend Soros, uh, Hans Jorg Viss, these guys are all in. 
But here's here's my sincere concern. I, I talked with uh, Phelan McAleer, a renowned journalist who wrote about uh, the most prolific serial killer of all time who happened to be an abortion doctor. And he said, here's the problem with the press. I said, you know, they're, they're kind of like bought and paid for. He goes, no, 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 no. They're not bought and paid for. They are ideologically aligned. Yeah. We are in yeah. a world where the writers are going to tell you what they want you to think. They're not going to give you the full scoop. How do yeah. How do we overcome that, Bob? I don't. I don't know if we can. I mean, we are over. I mean, Jack, um, you only have to go back. You know, maybe thirty years, and we were at a great disadvantage as far as the media and you know their their sympathies and what they were putting out there for general consumption. Mm-hmm. But it's gotten a hell of a lot better in the last um, thirty years. I mean, you have Fox News. You got um, you, look what you're doing, you know, the kind of <laughs> stuff you. you're doing. Thank I mean, this is so much better, believe it or not, than than it used to be. And and, you know, Republicans have been at a disadvantage. But if you look at, you know, I go back even further than you. I go back to when I remember, you know, there was a, a, a long period of time where Republicans weren't in the majority of mm-hmm. the U.S. House. That's right. A long, long time. And that all started changing right about the time the Internet came up and started and all this digital stuff started because it freed up the information flow that had been controlled for so long by the liberal media. And yeah. and, the, and, and and guess what? Ever since that happened, the, for the last 30 years, we've held the majority in the U.S. House. Most of the time. Now, the Democrats have had it, you know, a couple of times, but we've had it most of the time. So, I mean, it isn't it's bad, but it's not as bad as it used to be. OK. Yeah. Uh, and we, you you know, people like you and everybody else have to just keep doing your thing to make sure people understand what's going on. I truly believe if we were able to spend as much as the other side did on issue one we would have won that race because I think our messaging has been so good about how far this takes the state of Ohio. Yeah. Um, people don't understand that. They still don't no. understand that. No. And, and that's why it passed. Well, Bob, I hit that in the first segment, you know, we were crazy, right? All of these things that they were going to do. Well, the Democrats are going to drop a bill. It's going to eliminate the six week ban, the 20 week ban, mandatory waiting periods, mandatory transfer agreements between Abortion well, clinics and hospitals. Uh, it's going to create uh, data privacy protection. All, all of that's, that's going to happen. But well, they'll go to the ballot on it. I mean, they'll go. I mean, they're going to go to the ballot now for everything. Well, here's there's I mean, my there's my question what? because you said it right. Okay, and we've got a couple minutes, so I want to make sure I tee this up. This is yeah. super important. I said yesterday, right now, we need to pay attention, we need to pivot, and we need to play the long game. To me, yeah. part of that is if you're a conservative or a Republican, you don't overreact. If you overcorrect. Sherrod Brown's back in the Senate. Yeah. To me, if we allow the left to overreach and then reveal what they're really up to, I think this backfires. How does this, about a minute and a half, how do you see this affecting the 2024 U.S. Senate race and the the presidential race? Okay. I I wish you would have given me more than a minute and a half. (laughs) Well, listen, listen. No, no, no. I've got, let me, let me double check. I've got time on the on, on the other side of this break. If you can stick with me, let's oh, start. Yeah, let's start it. I, okay. I, I, I love, you know me. 
I love talking about politics. <laughs> That's and, why I have you, man. And 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 I will I will talk politics all you want, and I will talk about. I mean, you're setting this up because I mean, if, once again, if you're listening to the mainstream media on Wednesday, oh my gosh, the Democrats had a great night, a smashing night on thir- on Tuesday. Oh my gosh, you know what's this going to do for? 2024, well, number one, it wasn't a smashing night. They point to Virginia. Right. Okay? Well, okay, the, the Democrats got control by one seat in the House, Virginia House, and they got control of the Senate by one seat. Okay? And, and in fact, they razor-thin majorities, right? Or razor-thin. Yeah, razor yeah, it's razor. And they actually, the Republicans actually picked up a Senate seat. Because they had a two-seat majority, and now it's only one. But, you know, if you listen to the media, it's like, oh, my gosh, that was all about uh, abortion in, in Virginia, and that's why they were able to get control back. No, not at all. And, and like I said, I, can, I, I will talk about what I think this will impact in 2024, but I, I will talk about what's happened in the past that proves, I think, proves what I think is going to happen in 2024. Well, stick with us. On the other side of this break, we'll have about eight minutes, and we'll unpack what does this mean in 24 based on the past. 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show, back after this. Thank you for letting me ride shotgun as you go pick up that sandwich. I see you out there. And uh, thank you for tuning in from the office. And if you want to call in, you can do that too, 844-TALK-989. And real quick, I got to tell you about uh, a business that my wife and I profit from. It's called The Legacy on Possum Run. You can see it at thelegacyonpossumrun.com. That's thelegacyonpossumrun.com. If you're getting married or someone you know is getting married and you want a beautifully unique venue, you got to check it out. Three incredible spaces comprise the venue. The calendar's there so you can see what's open. Pricing is so straightforward. There's no haggle. You can see right away how much it's going to cost. Here's the cool part. There's a supply closet of stuff that you can use for free. It's going to save you hundreds of bucks. Uh, Just check out the venue that everyone in Ohio is raving about. It's the Legacy on Possum Run. Your legacy begins here. Speaking of legacy, uh, legacy media sucks. And we're we're talking to... Um, Bob Clegg about that and about how they've kind of lost some power and social media has helped that. But what I fully expect between now and the time you pull the lever in 2024 for U.S. Senate and and, and president is that the media, the media madness is going to continue and we're going to hear those Republicans are tone deaf. See, they don't want you to do any of the things that you voted for. I mean, they're gaslighting. You didn't vote for late-term abortions and to have your parental rights stripped, but they're going to pretend that, that that's not the case. Bob, how do you see this playing out in 2024? Well, Jack, I'll tell you, abortion obviously is an issue, okay? However, it's the kind of issue that uh, small groups of people are very passionate about. Yep. There is a small group that's very, very pro-abortion. Okay, we saw that. And there's also, thankfully, um, a a group that's on the other side that's pro-life. And um, 
those individuals on each side tend to vote accordingly. If you if that's that big of an issue to you, if you're pro-abortion, you're going to vote for the Democrat. If you're pro-life, you're going to tend to vote for the Republican if it's that important of an issue. However, when you look at overall issues and how people vote in a presidential year, um, economy, jobs, crime, those all rate much, much higher than abortion. And the problem with abortion as an issue, it's an issue that doesn't affect many people on an everyday life thing. I mean, it's not like going to the grocery store. It's not like uh, filling up your car with gas. Right. Um, You know, it's not, you know, it doesn't collect a paycheck for you. Um, I mean, those are things people care about because it, it impacts their life so much. Abortion impacts very few people when you get right down to it. So Am therefore, I... oh. in, in, the, in the scheme of things, in a, in a normal person's life, we're, we're talking normal voters, which are like 99.9% of the people that vote, you know, um, they, they have much higher priorities. Now, the example I give on the impact of abortion is I look back to last year, 2022. Roe v. Wade was overturned in June of 2022. We had an election here in Ohio in November of 2022. Therefore, the whole Roe v. Wade overturn was very, very fresh. Okay? Yep. You had a governor running for re-election that signed the heartbeat bill. Okay? He had an opponent, a woman, who made abortion an issue in that race. I remember seeing her ads talking about it. Yep. Okay? And Former Dayton what? mayor. Yep. Yeah. She got, she got smoked. She got smoked. She got smoked. Okay. Yeah. Now, look at the other statewide race we had last year. That was the U.S. Senate race. Okay. J.D. and Tim. Yeah. Tim Ryan never talked about abortion. He went out of his way not to talk about abortion. Because his whole campaign was geared towards trying to make people think he was really a Republican. And yes. that's why he said he agreed with President Trump on on China and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, he lost, too, also. But he only lost by seven points. So what does that tell you about the abortion issue in Ohio when it was really, really fresh from Roe v. Wade being overturned? It just wasn't a factor at all. And when it was tried to be made a factor, it didn't affect it in any way, shape, or form. So why is next year going to be somehow different? I mean, in a lot of people's minds today, normal people, in their minds, abortion in Ohio has been settled. So how how does that affect what's going on in 2024? And if abortion is such a gigantic issue throughout the country right now, why is Donald Trump either beating or at worst tied with Joe Biden nationwide when obviously everybody knows that Donald Trump was the president that appointed all those justices that overturned Roe v. Wade? Well, let me let me sit so, down in that real quick, because I think there are a couple things and we've only got about a minute and a half again. And I'm sorry to do okay. this to you. No, that's uh, I, I believe. I'm going to make two statements. I believe what J.D. JD Vance did on Wednesday, I'm not going to read it. Go out to his Twitter account and read what he wrote. 
I believe the way that he responded to what voters did was masterful. And I think if his endorsed candidate or even his not endorsed candidate like Frank LaRose uh, uh-huh. repeats that, I don't think that that gives Sherrod Brown ammunition. I believe the best answer that Donald Trump can give politically, stra- strategically, is the Supreme Court spoke. It's a state right issue. Each state will decide. Yeah. Next question. Yeah. And that's what we've been fighting for for the last 50 years. Yep. You know, that's what we always wanted. Um, I, Jack, don't be surprised if Sherrod Brown doesn't talk about abortion all that much next year. Don't be surprised. Okay. Okay. That, that would – so statewide, I'm looking at it in two, in two ways. Statewide, uh, it's going to be a dogfight. Right now, by the way, it appears that Frank LaRose, dep- looking at the most recent polls, is the only one that is capable of beating Sherrod Brown. So let's pivot well, there real quick. Yeah. Do you buy that? We've got about a no, minute. No, I mean it's, it's – the, the one I just saw that came out yesterday, uh, he was tied with Sherrod. Uh, Dolan was losing by one. And and Bernie Marino was losing by three, um, and and that's all within margins of, of error. That the key to those polls was not their numbers, but it was Sherrod Brown's number. And then yep. Sherrod Brown, he's in like the forty five, forty six, forty seven range. Yep. Uh, and any of those head to head, and it, for being someone who's been on the ballot for fifty years, and for the last. 40 years as a statewide candidate uh, to have those kind of numbers is indicative of the fact that he's in really bad shape and he knows it. Yep. Hey, Bob, we're almost at the end here. Uh, thank you for spending time with oh, us today. Welcome, we'll Jack. have you back next week. He's Bob Clegg, GOP strategist. And uh, if you stay tuned, we have a rock star uh, continuation here. Uh, I'll have Mahek Cook at 1206. And uh, I just got confirmation. We have a Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Deputy Communications Director. Stefan Muhailu will be here at 1222 and then Stephanie Stock at 1235. Don't miss a minute. Stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Answer.